God's word is his weapon for revival and transformation of lives for his glory. Prepare your heart as you receive the word of God coming to you from Calvary Way Revival Labors. For inquiries and counsel, you can send an email to calvaryrevivallabors at gmail.com or call 08065607999. God bless you as you listen and obey. Be, be, be touched, be struck with your word. Let my life experience a turnaround by the reason of your word that is coming to me this evening. La Shanda, Reka In the name of Jesus. Father, we look up to you for an encounter. We pray that every one of us will go here today with a testimony. In the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for answering. For we have prayed in Jesus' name. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 87. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 18, verse 7. Okay. For better understanding, let's start the reading from verse 1. After these things, Paul departed from Athens and came to Corinth and found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontius, Lately come from Italy, uh, from Italy, with his wife Priscilla, because that Claudius had commanded all Jews to depart from Rome and came unto them. And because he was of the same craft, he abode with them and wrought. For by their occupation they were tent makers. And he reasoned in the synagogues every Sabbath and persuaded the Jews and the Greeks. And when Silas and Timotheus was come from Macedonia, Paul was pressed in the spirit and testified to the Jews that Jesus was Christ. And when they opposed themselves and blasphemed, he shook his raiment and said unto them, Your blood be upon your own heads. I am clean from henceforth. I will go unto the Gentiles. And he departed thence. And entered into a certain man's house named Justus, one that worshipped God, whose house joined hard to the synagogues. And Crippus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house. And many of the Corinthians, hearing, believed and were baptized. Then spake the Lord to Paul in the night by a vision. Be not afraid, but speak, and hold not thy peace. For I am with thee, and no man shall set on thee to hurt thee. For I have, spoke, I have much people in this city. And he continued there a year and six months, doing what? Teaching the word of God among them. Amen. Please listen carefully. This year, the Lord has made it clear to us that it is the year of our unprecedented fruitfulness. If you believe that you are going to be fruitful to the Lord this year, can I see your hand up? I will be fruitful to the Lord this year. And for some time now, he has been speaking to us about it in various ways. Today, he wants to talk to us still on that. And next Sunday is, I guess, okay, maybe two more Sundays in February we will be able to conclude the series on fruitfulness 
but I want you to pay attention seriously. Paul was in Corinth. And as he was preaching, he met opposition. Some people were opposing him. And he said, no. I am not going to preach again. I will go to the Gentiles from now henceforth. And he departed. And as he was in the dream, the Lord came to him and said, Do not be afraid, but speak. Do not be afraid, but what? Speak and hold not your peace. Why am I talking to you like that? Because I am with you. And because I have so many people, so much people, we are in this city. I have people in this city. But I am depending on your speaking. How will the people I have in this city come to me? Hold not your peace. Can I hear that verse 8 from another version that is not King James? Good news or NIV or Living Bible. Acts chapter 18 verse verse 8. Any version at all, stand up and read quickly. Okay, verse 9, sorry. Yes. The Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Which, which version are you reading? NIV, okay? Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. Yes? For I am with you. No one is going to attack you and harm you. Because I have many people in this city. I have many people in this city, but I'm depending on you. If you close your mouth, the enemy will take them to hell. If you keep silence, if you stop speaking, they will not be saved. People should, talk, should stop deceiving themselves. I don't know whether you have seen this kind of self-deception. Where somebody is saying that, um, I, I don't want to be preaching let my life be preaching. Have you heard that before? Uh, I, I met a young man some years ago. He said that he has chosen life evangelism. What does, she, what does he mean? That he will not be preaching to anybody. He will just want to live a good life in such a way that his life will be winning souls to Christ. I said, where did you get your ideology or theology from? Eh? And you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has what? Come upon you. And you shall be what? Witnesses. Witnesses. How does somebody become a witness? Who knows? In, in a court. By coming out and saying, let my life witness to the judge or the, whatever. Is that how they do that? How do they do that? They will open their mouth. And say, these things that this man has talked about, we are witnesses. I was there. I have encountered it. I saw it. It has happened in my life and it can happen in your life. Your mouth must be open. You are not a Christian if you are not preaching the gospel. Write it down. Put your name there. Put your name there. Say, I. If your name is in Gozi, put in Gozi there. I am not a Christian if I am not preaching the gospel. Once your mouth is closed, your Christianity is cut off. It's not by just good life. Let me be living so that they will be seeing my good life. No. Do not be afraid, but speak. 
I have many people in Maryland. Where are Maryland people? Raise your hand. Maryland. I have many people in Maryland. But I am depending on your what? On your speaking. When you close your mouth, what will happen to Maryland people? They will not be saved. I have many people in Kariki. When you close your mouth, they will be lost. And you know, these days we preach two, two, two levels of gospels. To what? You will see people that say, I am born again, but by the standard of the Bible, they are not. Their life is not showing that they are. So you have to preach to them. Are you born again? Yes, I am born again. Okay, let us read the Bible. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Because his seed liveth in him. And he cannot sin because he has been born of God. First John 3, 9. This verse is saying that if you are born of God, you have the seed of God in you. And as a result of that seed, sin will end in your life. Now, from this scripture, are you born again? That's when you will hear, no. Before this scripture, when you ask the person, are you born again, what are you going to get? Yes. But people have understood even the born again of their time as born again to continue to live in sin. And the Bible says, shall, if, shall we continue in sin that grace will abound? What is the answer? There is an illustration that came up. We have been using it for some time now. And I want to use it here. Because I have not used it here. About a, a woman that is cooking a pot of soup. She is to have a very important guest in her house. And the husband brought out money and said, Go and cook wonderful soup for this guest. And of course, they are looking for favor from the hand of the guest. You can imagine maybe governor coming to your house. Mommy Agwagwa, governor coming to your house and you are to give him food. And the sweetness of food is going to determine whether he will answer all your prayers. You know you pray to man too. Uh -uh. When you are asking governor, my, my daughter need a job. My son need a, a job too. All of them job. Two of us. Is it not prayer you are praying to the governor? And governor can answer the prayer. You, your daughter will have a job. You don't know. I made a call, I think three days ago, to one of my uh, master's students, but he's a big man. He is a manager of a company. I just made a call and said, my, my relation need a job. And he said, tell her to start work tomorrow. <laughs> Honestly, I wanted to go and pray for the, 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 the relation. And I, when I... I I went there to pray. I just about to start praying. Something was like, call this man. Do you think I prayed again for? Uh -uh. God have answered. So this governor is coming. And the sweetness of the food determines the favor you will get. And then you have gotten money. Eh? Your husband, you know your husband. He even send money and say, prepare food, I'm coming. Because he will visit all of us. And you, you got chicken, uh, goat meat, bush meat, uh, uh, stockfish. Um, mention them now, you know them. And you prepare wonderful soup. Maggie, ugly, every one of them is inside. And then. As you are trying to turn the soup, just you know, a few hours or a few minutes for the governor to start coming and all of that, a drop of crazy entered. 
What did I say that I entered? I didn't say, I don't know why you're shouting. I just I say drop. Eh? Ah, ah, I didn't say a, a spoon of crazy. What did I say? Just say drop. Are you following the story? Now, when the drop of crazy entered into the soup, you didn't even know, and you continue cooking. And then until you bring it out and say, my husband test before the governor. When your husband will test it, what is the first test he's going to get? That is the problem. Listen carefully. Let every one of us be careful, first of all, with our life. Because whenever God is going to test your life, he's not going to test your wonderful works. The first test that can come to God is that negative life. Lying. Lost. Anger. Anything called sin in your life. Unseriousness. Carelessness. Prayerlessness. That is the first thing that he will test. Worldliness. Desire to be like the world. Dressing like the world. Speaking and acting like the world. You may be singing in the choir, arranging seats like some of us are arranging seats. Some of us are, you know, cleaning this place, setting it up. Some are preaching. It's not the wonderful meats that people are testing from the soup anymore. What are they testing? That crazy. That's how sin is. That is why it is impossible to ignore a malice. Somebody offended you and you are angry with the person. Both of you are not in good terms and you are thinking that you will go to heaven. Which heaven will you go? The one you created for yourself. Until you are at peace with that man, that woman, you are not planning for heaven. Because anytime God will test your life, what will God test, please? That malice. That enmity. You may pray for six hours. Nobody will test six hours prayer. Oh, are you following me at all? Get your life right. Sin shall not be played with. If nobody tells you truth anywhere, hear the truth here. You quarreled with your husband. You quarreled with your wife. You are angry with this person, with the other person. And to you, it is a small thing. It doesn't matter. Rather, you will leave the matter to go and pray and to serve and to worship and to fast. I read in the Bible that if you are carrying your gift to the altar, Jesus was the one saying it. You know that scripture? If you are carrying your gift to the altar and dear at the altar, you remembered that your brother has something against you. What do you say you should do? Drop it. And go and make peace. Now, the question is, what if you did not remember at the altar? You remembered at the home before you start going to the altar. Should you go to the altar to remember at the altar? You are not getting my question. Did you get my question? You, Jesus said, if you get to the altar and there remembered, what if you did not forget? Because he assumed that you, you forgot and then you carried the gift to the altar and there you now... What if you did not remember? You, are you getting the question? Because some, I don't know the way they are looking at me. Whether they are not getting it. You, for, you didn't forget at all. Are you permitted to go to the altar with your gift at all? It would be foolish for you to hear that if you remember at the altar, you should drop and go back. And now you didn't, you didn't forget. You are still at home and you are planning to go to the altar. Uh-uh. Listen carefully. We don't have any reason to compromise the standard of righteousness. There are some people that will be offended at you because you don't want to do what they want. They want you to compromise. 
but you say, no, I'm not going to compromise. For example, if you are in the exam hall and your neighbor said, show me answer, and you say, I'm a Christian, I don't cheat, without your neighbor hate you or like you, he will hate you. If you ask him, you say, I have something against this person. What does he have against you? What does he have against you? You didn't show him answer. Is that the kind of thing Jesus is talking about? You should go and beg him and make peace with him. We are not talking about that kind of thing. We are talking about normal relationship. Not the one that is trying to cause your faith to be compromised. You must be able to maintain peaceful relationship with people. Because even if you are speaking from morning to night, and you know when you are trying to win souls to the Lord, you are trying to reconcile the sinner with God, isn't it? Isn't it? But you and your brother is not at peace. How can you reconcile these two enemies when you cannot reconcile your own enemy? This is one reason why we are not fruitful in evangelism. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Let me come back again. If this, where is the sister? If this sister is dressing worldly, and I have warned her, I have, Bible say, warn every, warning every man, teaching every man, and um, preaching Christ to every man. I have warned her. I have taught her. I have tried to teach her, correct her again and again. A Christian should not dress worldly. And she continued to dress worldly. And I rebuked her. And she now used because she was rebuked for dressing worldly. And now said that she is offended. You know that kind of thing? You know she has something against me. Isn't it? I should go and beg her. So that I will be at peace with her. Is that what the Bible is saying? No. No. We don't compromise the standard of righteousness. We don't compromise the standard of holiness in order to please men. Let me tell you something. Jesus said that the, the, the way that leads to life is narrow. And very few people are what? Are walking in it. The other road that leads to destruction is what? Is broad. A lot of people are what? Are walking in it. The first thing to ensure that we have gotten right is our life. This is so crucial because the trumpet can sound at any time. And anyone's life can also end at any time. We don't believe that we will die young. But we are not also careless. Because some people that died young didn't prepare for it. Even if we don't die young, must we live in sin? Will you fulfill the purpose of God for your life if you are living in disobedience to God? When he will test your life now, if he's to test your life now, are you sure that there is no drop, drop of sin? Drop of gossip. What is gossip? What is gossip? Gossip is when you are discussing someone at his back, what you will not be able to discuss in his front. Eh? With a bad motive to paint that person black. Are you getting what I'm talking about? There are three things there. One is discussing bad about someone and then you will not be able to do what? To say it in his front and then number three is what? The motive. Are you getting what I'm saying? Because you can raise a prayer point about Sister Philomena with this person or you can talk about but sincerely speaking, the reason why you're talking about her backsliding life is because you are concerned about what? Praying for... Are you getting me at all? You want to pray for her. For her. You don't, it's not as if you want to backbite her or bring her down. Do you get that? That is not gossip. 
the motive, the discussion, and the what again? What you cannot say in the person's front. I'm defining this because a Christian is not a gossiper. And if gossip is still in your life, when God will test your life, he will not test your one hour speaking in tongues. He will not test your quiet time note that you are diligently writing every morning. What is he going to test, please? That gossip. And you know God that he will not even test because you know he will test it. So you say, I know that gossip is here. I don't want to test and spoil my test. Amen. So when we get our life right, the next thing is to open our mouth. The next thing is to what? Open our mouth. Jesus said to Paul, do not be afraid. One of the things that confront men whenever they want to preach Christ, whether to somebody or in the bus or anywhere, is what? Fear. And that's why Jesus began to address that matter first. Do not be what? Afraid. Do not be afraid. But speak. Open your mouth and talk. Preach Christ. Why do you need to preach? Why do you need to speak? Please listen. Listen to this. God said to me, he said it again and again and he repeated it. And I am going to live and run and live with it for the rest of my life. He said, when you pray for people or whenever you pray, what you do by praying is you generate power. You generate the power of God. But this power that you have generated cannot be released to work until you speak out. So, when you are praying and fasting, what are you You are generating the power of God. But, when you start preaching, what are you doing now? What are you doing? You are releasing this power. And it's not only in preaching. Now listen. Anytime you are saying something positive, angels are ready to, to carry out your words. Anytime you are saying something negative, demons are waiting to carry out your words. Don't doubt it. It is true. I don't know what is happening to me at my back. It's like I'm having pain. All the demons that had it, what would they do, please? They now say he has accepted. So let us go and do what? Cause pain at that back. The pain has not come. The devil is only knocking at the, at the door of your back. Should I give you pain or not? And then you say, ah, it's like I am feeling pain at my back. It's like I am feeling... Then I say, you can see that he has confessed the pain. And what will happen? Oh, the demons will come and do what? Execute what you have said. Let me show you a scripture quickly. There is power in the spoken words. Let us read Mark 11, verse 22 and 23. Mark 11, 20, 22 and 23. After today, your words will begin to do wonders. But you must speak. Both in winning souls, in working miracles, working things around your life, you must open your mouth. Mark eleven twenty two. are you there? Let's read together, one to go. And Jesus answering said unto them, have faith, we are. Have faith, we are. Verse 23. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, 
he shall have whatsoever he said. Tell your neighbor, you shall have whatsoever you say. As you said it, so you will have it. Look at my principle of living. Don't say what you are seeing. Say what you want to see. And you will see it. Don't say what you are feeling. Say what you want to feel. And you will start feeling it. Don't say what is around you. Don't confess it. Confess what you want to have. And you will have it. He shall have whatsoever. Huh. How much is a cup of garden now? Cup of garden? If you know, tell us. Don't close your mouth, but speak. I have many people. You mean you don't know a cup of... <laughs> Under Naira. As many you go to market and they now say a cup of garlic is now 150. What are you going to say? I hear you say, eh? Are you sure that we are going to survive this thing? The moment you say, are you sure we are going to survive this thing? What is the what is meaning of that? Doubt. You shall not doubt. You are beginning to do what? To doubt. He shall have whatsoever. If you want to win and overcome, then you should say, whether they sell a cup of garlic, 150 or 350, I will be eating well. I will be eating balanced what? You will have what? What you say? The power of spoken words. This is the reason why Jesus was telling Paul, I have many people in this city, but I cannot talk to them. You are my mouth. Open it. Don't be quiet. In your place of work, in your business area, in your neighborhood, in your discipleship unit area, as you interact and meet with people, as you go to buy things and as people come to buy from you, do not keep quiet, but speak. Amen. <laughs> I had an experience recently. When I traveled to Lagos last week, I wanted to see someone. And as I was planning to see the person, please listen to this. A day before the time, or two days before the time, I begin to hear the voice of the devil. It is later I know it is the voice of the devil. This person has something against me. What did he have against me? Somebody else told me that he said that I did not attend his wedding. And I did not even call him after his wedding. How many things now? Two evils that I committed. And he's holding it how? Against me. So when I heard it, I said, I'm going to meet with him. If not for any reason, to tell him that, I'm sorry, these are the reasons why I did not. Are you getting it? And... The devil began to tell me, you don't need to meet this person. Just pray for him. Just do what? Pray for him. Don't go out. Just pray for him. Thank God for God. When I wanted to, I, I wanted to shake the voice that he was talking, as I began to pray, light shone. God's, the entrance of your word giveth light. And what? Understanding to the simple. The moment light came, I heard God again saying, you must go out and talk to him. 
and I thank God that I did. Do you know that? Just a little talk. All those enmity has been what? Cleared. Just a little talk. He was even surprised when I said, I'm sorry I did not attend your wedding. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Simple, simple things. But you can't get them by prayer. You get them by confrontation. What you cannot confront, you cannot win. If you can't confront a soul, you can't win soul. Write it down. Put your name there. To win souls, you must what? Confront souls. You must confront souls. Souls are not demons. Some people are saying, let us pray the principality and power in level 999 that are holding people in Ologo. Those in level 14, 14, 14. Stop wasting your time. Go and meet human beings and give them what I call thinking tools. Change their direction of thinking. Do you know that you can be in the bus eh? and somebody has planned to commit suicide where he is going? Eh? And you open your mouth and start preaching. And when you finish preaching, the person that wants to commit suicide eh, will change his mind. Because of what? He may not tell you. Do you know that a, a, a young boy can have condom in his pocket, three sets of condom for the night fornication, and you open your mouth and preach, and after preaching, what will happen to that fornication plan? That has ended. Because you didn't close your mouth. Where's our thinking tools? If people will change their mind, repentance is change of mind. If people will change their mind, you must give them something to think. These people are watching evil film, pornography, and they are getting a lot of things they are thinking in their heart. They listen to all sorts of bad music. Somebody should be able to introduce a change of direction by talking, by preaching, by speaking that which is right to them. Do not be afraid. Open your mouth. He said, nobody is going to attack you. Peter, do not be afraid. He said, I'm with you. Nobody will attack you. I hope you are not afraid that somebody will. Uh, no, 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 it will happen again. It will not happen again. Say, do not be afraid. Nobody will attack you in this city. Speak. Don't close your mouth. Talk to Igbo guys. Talk to occultic niggers. Talk to prostitutes and harlots. By talking to a harlot, you can change her life and her mind. Not praying alone. Praying is important, but you need to talk to that harlot. When you see the harlot coming and say, Hey, this one that is dressed, I know, I know where she's going. You are not doing well. Call her and say, Nebuchadne. You need Jesus in your life. He loved you and died for you. You may be surprised that such a word will make her not to sleep in the night. Do not be afraid, but speak. Remember, there are two things we are dealing with. First of all is, don't let a drop of crazy. Do you remember? Let your life, watch over your life. Let your life be, be, be neat, be clean. Don't allow masturbation. Don't allow pornography lost. Watch your connection points. Watch your devotion. Watch... You, the way you handle your, your, your quiet time, your prayer life. If you wake up and you have been, you know, lousing about, you have not had a good time with God, go and pray. You can't be more holy than Jesus. You see the way you normally go to pray. We must learn from him. As you, God helps you to, to, to maintain a life of righteousness, then you must also be ready to speak. This is the way of fruitfulness. I call it practical way of bearing fruit. That is the topic of today. Those of you who are looking for topic. Practical what? Ways of bearing fruit. Talking. Speak. Majority of the people that you have won or, or brought to Christ before now, 
did not happen only by praying. It happened by what? Talking. Open your mouth. As much as possible. As much as possible. At every opportunity. While you are waiting for boss, somebody is by your side. Waiting for boss with you. Can you drop a word or two or three? You may be surprised that what you dropped will begin to work in that person's life. I know that the brother I met in Lagos, if he listened to this message, he will be happy that I'm sharing this testimony of our meeting. Because he told me something. He said, sir, thank you so much for this meeting. He said that there is a prayer point that he has been praying day and night. But just one or two sentences I made was the answer to the prayer. I didn't bother to ask him what is the prayer. But I know that he has received much help. In fact, he said, everything I said, it was as if I, and I prayed that prayer. I said, God, let everything I will tell him help him. It was a meeting that ended in praise. It is better to be in peace than to be in pieces. For blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. We are known for peace. We are known for what? For peace. We are not known for fighting. If your brother or your sister, there is a a misunderstanding, please apologize. Kill that ego. That relationship that you have with that your brother or your sister is going to help you tomorrow. Because God has built help for us with one another. Don't keep saying, am I the one that offended? He's the one that offended. No! Treat people, especially people that are close to you with courtesy. Let your life speak. Let me ask you a question. Those of us that are of course, everybody came from family. Here. If somebody comes to your house, a visitor comes to your house, and that person begins to say things or do things that you don't like, do you begin to shout on the person or begin to uh, quarrel with the person? Do you begin to do that? What do you do? Eh? You can talk to the person with courtesy, isn't it? With respect. You tell the person, this thing you are doing... I, no, 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 no. Is that also? Do you notice that we respect and love outsiders and visitors and talk more gently with them than we talk with our brothers and sisters, our wife, our husband in the house? Did you realize that? The things that you will never tell a visitor, you will open your mouth and tell it to your wife. You will open your mouth and tell it to your husband. The things you will never tell other children outside. You will never beat them. But the, 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 the way you are beating your children, you cannot beat other children. Is that love or what? How can we not... They say charity. What is charity? Love begins where? Where is the Christian, Christian love? One of the mentors that mentored me and my wife in marriage said to us, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is love. Joy, peace, patience, kindness. He said, begin this fruit between two of you. Let there be love. Because many times we are all flesh. It's flesh that does that. When you see Bro James, say, Bro James, how are you? The Lord is good. The Lord bless you. You are my brother in the Lord. When you see the, your wife that is your sister in the house, eh? you, you begin to speak to her in such a way that you will never talk to another sister like that. The same thing with uh, 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 your husband or your brother or your, 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 your sister. Why do we do that? Your roommates, people that are close to you, will not feel the love of God. But outsiders, that is hypocrisy. May God deliver somebody from hypocrisy today. In the name of Jesus Christ. Our life must be correct, number one. And number two, we must not close our mouth. You shall be witnesses for the Lord wherever you are. You must be ready to open your mouth to talk to people about Jesus. Who saved you 
You can't say you are saved and you are a teacher standing before your students and you will teach them mathematics, teach them English, teach them everything and you cannot talk to them about Christ. No, 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 you are not doing well. Teachers in the house, while you are teaching the students, teach them about Jesus. Even even if they are in nursery school, primary school, secondary school, Businessmen, as you are interacting with your customer, and the person came and said, uh, please write for me 20,000. When the person bought it, 15,000. Tell the person, please, can you sit down? Can you what? Sit down, just for a moment. I don't have time, I'm going to say, just for a moment. Do you know that what you are about to do is lying and cheating? And Revelation chapter 21 verse 8 says, all liars will go to hell. Jesus died for you so that you'll be delivered from lying. You may be thinking that you are not saying anything serious, but that seed you are sowing will end up producing harvest of his soul for Christ tomorrow. Pray for your customers. Pray for your students. Pray for the people you are going to meet on daily basis. Be a witness for Christ with your mouth open at all times and your life showing peace, showing love, showing joy. Showing patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. Be prayerful. Watch over your spiritual life on daily basis. And as you generate the power, always learn to do what? Release it. Somebody getting help tonight? Is somebody getting help tonight? Rise on your feet and pray. Say to God, I want to be a true witness for you. By my life. And by my preaching, by my life, and by my preaching, whatever profession, you can be deliberate about it. You can go out in the morning for morning crying or morning crusade. You can meet people on daily basis. Do not close your mouth. As you are waiting for anything, open it and be talking. As you are discussing contracts and the person begins to talk about lying and signing a false document, begin to talk about Jesus. Begin to talk about Jesus. That your life will bring forth fruit for the kingdom. Lebo shanda shanda. Pray that. The people you are living with in your family will experience and enjoy Christ, the love of Jesus from your life. As you speak with them gently, as you are cautious in addressing their mistakes, when other outsiders make mistakes, you are cautious in addressing the mistakes. Why don't you show the same love to the members of your family, to your brothers, to your sisters? Why will there be fight and quarrel? Why will there be enmity? Why can't you apologize and let there be peace? Watch over your life. Prayer is important because we generate the power. But our mouth must not close because we must release the power. Please pray. Ask God to help you that any crazy in your life, any drop of crazy in your life, in the name of masturbation, in the name of pornography, in the name of lust, in the name of lying, in the name of fornication, that you will be delivered from it today. Your life will be sanctified from it today. Malebo shaka, zendelebo sika, reka leba shanto kandalaba seke. Landaraba sandaraba kundelebosha Mayanto kandalaba sanda Reka leba shan Lord help my own life Help my own life Help my own life Malebo shanto kandaraba sende Reka leba shanto laba sanda Sanctify my life Show me love Show me mercy Lord that I will not close my mouth. That person that is going to commit suicide can change his mind. 
just because I speak to him or her. That Igbo smoker can change his mind, can be delivered from smoking Igbo because I talk to him or her. That fornicator can change his mind. He can repent because my mouth is not closed. These are human beings, they are not demons. These are human beings, they are not devil. Their heart can change by your talk. Paul has understood the weapon of talking. Talk to people, talk to people. If you can't confront people, you can't win them. If you can't speak to a soul, you can't win the soul. If you can't speak to a backslider, you can't restore her back. You can't talk sense into her. You need to talk sense into that sister. You need to talk sense into that brother. Don't give up. Open your mouth and talk. If she's wrong, she's wrong. She need a help. If he's wrong, he's, he's wrong. He need a help. We do not compromise our faith. But we must not be in enmity with people. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. I must be ready to witness for Jesus. I must be ready to release the power of the Holy Ghost. You release the power when you talk. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation for anyone that believes, whether they are the Jews or the Gentiles. The preaching of the gospel is the power of God. The preaching of the gospel is the power of God. Thank you, Father. Thank you for listening. We trust you are blessed by God's word. This message and many more can be downloaded from our website, www.calvaryonline.org. For testimonies, counseling, and prayers, you can send an email to calvaryrevivalabels at gmail.com or call 080-6560-7999 You could also follow us on all our social media platforms at Calvary Revival Labels.